Welcome to Talking Robots, the podcast with an inside view on the science, technology, and business of intelligent robotics. Hi, I'm Sabine Howard from the Laboratory of Intelligent Systems at the IPFL in Lausanne, Switzerland. In this episode, we'll be talking to Haluisa Kulokawa, who is the head of the Distributed System Design Research Group at the National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology in Japan. Ever fancy an all-in-one robot? The MTRAN 3 might just be what you need. It can walk, slither, and roll. And why not become this cup of coffee you so badly need? Hi, Haluisa. Welcome to Talking Robots. Hi. Nice to talk to you. The Distributed System Design Research Group is one of the leaders in self-reconfigurable modular robotics. So, so what is a, a self-reconfigurable modular robot? A uh, self-reconfigurable modular robot is a robot made of many modules, and it is called that. Um, it is called modular robot, which is made of many modules, and in addition. Uh, the self-reconfigurable modular robot can change its shape by then by itself. So basically, these different pieces uh, combine to make a more complex robot. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, what is the advantage of using these modules instead of having just one more complex robot? Uh, there are advantages and disadvantages, but uh, most important advantages is the shape is can be changed to adapt uh, environment so one of the one of these modular robots that you've created uh, with uh, professor mulata uh, is called the mtran3 and this is one of the most impressive modular robots which exists now can you give an idea of what this robot looks like? So let our listeners understand, if they were to watch one of the videos on your website, what would they see? Okay, uh, it's not easy to uh, explain without, uh, without figure, but uh, it is uh, kind of uh, two, it, it, its shape is kind of two cubes. And uh, two cube can rotate by two axes, and each cube has three flat surfaces, which can connect with other module surfaces. So, by using connection surfaces, the many module can make various configuration. Uh, are all the modules identical? Yes. Uh, actually, we, our MTRAN is identical system. We call it homogeneous modular system. And why is this uh, better than having a heterogeneous system where modules are different? Uh, both homogeneous and uh, non-homogeneous system, heterogeneous system, has, uh, have each advantages. And uh, but uh, we selected homogeneous system because we want to make the total system uh, reliable and fault tolerant. Uh, it is because if 
some part of modules became not functioning, broken, we can uh, remove them. The, the system can remove them and change its configuration and keep to work in the total system. So this allows all the modules to be interchangeable, basically? Yes. How do these modules connect and disconnect? I imagine that it's very complex to, to have these interactions between these modules. Uh, uh, we, we developed uh, three prototypes of MTRAN system, and uh, two prototypes used magnetic force to connect uh, modules. But now the MTRAN 3 uses mechanical connection. The uh, many uh, four hooks inside connection surface uh, mm, come out from the surface and hold other mo- modules the surface. And how do these modules communicate? Uh, right now we are using uh, uh, usual bus communication. It's a, a usual bus system called CAN, CAM bus. Okay, so these modules are able to, to connect, communicate, and move. Do they have other sensors or actuators? Uh, the Emtron has, uh, uh, current Emtron has uh, uh, infrared proximity sensor and also three-dimensional acceleration sensor, which, which is used to measure uh, position uh, orientation. Uh, what types of shapes can you achieve with these MTRAN modules? Uh, we made various structure for locomotion uh, fast, and such as uh, four-legged robot shape, and uh, snake-like linear s- structure, and uh, also the uh, claw-type shape, and rolling wheel. And also, we made several structures, uh, just a single, uh, just a linear structure, or planar structure, or three-dimensional structure. So what is the history of the MTRAN 3 robot? Uh, we started uh, our, uh, our research group in late 80s. And, and at, the, at the same time that when, the, when Professor Fukuda started a study of CBOT. And our group started the research about the mech- uh, mechanical system made of many identical elements. And at, at that time, the, our, our system is not a robot. We made two-dimensional structure which can change its shape. And the goal is to make a predefined shape such as triangle. And after that, we wanted to make a three-dimensional system. So 
so we made several prototypes, and finally we uh, we made we 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 made a M-Trans system, and so first objective of the of our M-Trans is to make a three-dimensional structure, not a locomotion or robotic motion or something. But uh, after making M-Trans, we found that it is it is kind of robot, and it can walk and it can crawl. So with your modular robots, you can achieve a lattice-type configuration or a chain-type configuration. Can you explain what the difference is between these two? Uh, lattice-type is based on some lattice, such as cubic lattice or some uh, other lattice structure. And uh, the mo modular robot moves as uh, every time the each module is on the lattice aligned on the lattice therefore the uh, control is easier to to make self reconfiguration and on the other hand chain type is uh, uh, modules uh, suitable for making linear structure or uh, tree-like structure, such as uh, walking legged robot or something. And so the chain type module robot is suitable for locomotion, but it is not uh, easy to make self-reconfiguration. Uh, another difference of these two is that uh, uh, Lattice type module robot module need many connection mechanisms. Module must connect with many neighbors. And chain type for chain type modules, uh, module only need a few connections enough enough to form various structure for locomotion and robotic motions. And our M-Tron is a kind of a, a hybrid. Uh, so M-Tron can make self-reconfiguration as a lattice-type system. And also it can make various uh, structure, such as legged robot or linear structure, which can make locomotion as, as a chain type system. In the case of a legged robot, how do you go about um, controlling the, the gates? How do you do the, the gate locomotion? Yeah, uh, yeah. we used uh, two different technology. One is the uh, orthodox robot, robotic research uh, method, such as uh, inverse kinematic method and we actually we make we made offline calculation to make a proper uh, locomotion gate and we made uh, we calculated uh, gate and made a table 
and uh, the actual locomotion is made by uh, table lookup and playback. And also, therefore, it is uh, it is uh, uh, open loop control. Another method is using central pa pattern generator. Uh, it is not easy to to explain about the central pattern generator, which is called CPG. But uh, you can also you can get an idea from the talk by Eichbart at EPFL. So I will skip the <laughs> uh, I will skip the explanation about CPG. But uh, anyway, CPG is a, a neural oscillator connected with connected with each other, and and uh, total total CPG network can make various periodic pattern suitable for locomotion. So we we used a general model of CPG, and we made uh, offline optimization using dynamic dynamic simulation and combined with genetic algorithms. So first we calculate offline to get uh, appropriate gate pattern and made a, a locomotion table. So so first we made was also uh, open loop control by uh, by using lookup table. But the such open loop control is not good way to make uh, stable and adaptive locomotion. And actually, the CPG control has a very good property to adapt uh, the change of uh, environmental a property such as ground friction or some external force. So uh, finally, we installed the real-time CPG control into our actual Mtran hardware, and we have we have successfully carried out experiment of locomotion by using uh, real-time CPG control. It can work on various different terrain with different friction. And also, it can, uh, the M-tron foil, foil shape of M-tron can roll by using uh, feedback control made by CPG controller. So these CPG controllers can work for different types of configurations? Like yes. legged, uh, like something like a snake, or yeah, yeah. We use the the generalized CPG controller, but uh, the they must be tuned to for each configuration. So to optimize to optimize uh, for optimization, we used uh, offline calculation. And you spoke of lookup tables. How do these work? Uh, does each module have a lookup table? Yes. 
So each module have uh, each module has its own role, uh, such as a uh, light leg and red left leg. So they all have the same all lookup table, and they select their their appropriate lookup table and follow it. Could you see scenarios, for example, in a in a planetary exploration where you send a bunch of these modules and they just reconfigure to whatever we need? Yes. Uh, so the for the survey survey purpose, the modules can form uh, legged form or rolling foil form to move rapidly and then it can change to a linear snake-like configuration to enter a narrow space or it can change a tower-like structure to climb up some steps or to survey from uh, survey from uh, upward One of the challenges in modular robots is to actually have them reconfigure and and move. So how is control done in an MTRAN? Actually, right now, uh, control is a kind of open-loop control. And especially for reconfiguration, we uh, design the configuration process manually. Right now, we cannot make uh, such process automatically. Why is it so challenging? Uh, you can imagine the uh, puzzle, uh, Rubik cube. And the reconfiguration procedure is very difficult as Rubik cube. So now the control is basically centralized. Uh, yes, uh, some some self-reconfiguration processes are centralized, but uh, others we are now developing distributed decentralized control. Uh, so we first we first design. Uh, small self-reconfiguration procedure for a small number of modules, and we combine various processes, and uh, the whole structure moves, works as a, as a distant, uh, the whole structure reconfigured by decentralized control. How does the decentralized control work? Right now, uh, the, some of the modules become a master and others stay as a slave. And by using message exchange, the, they, they change their role from slave to master. And, and so... Uh, Uh, and uh, uh, local self-reconfiguration is uh, 
local self configuration only care about uh, local modules. So uh, in the three-dimensional structure, many modules can work without considering uh, distant modules motion. So if you want to achieve a, a global configuration, let's say you're at point A with a certain configuration, you want to go to point B with a different configuration. Um, how is this planning done? So you said that now uh, you, you are the one who, who is deciding how this moves, but I guess you have an automatic way of, of finding which movements you can make to achieve this position B. Uh, it, it, uh, it is a very challenging problem. Actually, right now, by MTRAN, we cannot find a good way to achieve such a uh, very general question. And actually, the, uh, our experiment, such as reconfiguration uh, from legged structure to a linear structure is made by human, designed by human. And for the more uh, complicated structure to make self-reconfiguration by, by themselves, there are various uh, idea, ideas, but uh, the such studies are based on ideal modular robot, not for MTRAN. So we are now seeking, we are now looking for some method to, to apply such general study to our MTRAN system. Let's talk a bit about the future now. An analogy is often made between modules and atoms, which can build up any matter. Are we going towards atomic modules, which can build up any type of hardware? Yes, yes, we we want to, <laughs> but uh, it's not easy because uh, we we don't have right now we don't have any good actuation method or good uh, communication method with uh, between such atomic system. And also the Zella analogy uh, between modular robot and living cells. And but the uh, living cell change its function by differenti differentiation. And this is, uh, and also the living cell can uh, reproduce itself. <laughs> this is, these are the very big difference from modular robot and uh, actual living cells. And uh, modular robot must contain all the actuation and information processing and communication capabilities. And uh, if if we want to make our system smaller we need to change some, uh, we need to change to heterogeneous system with different, different principles. So right now, 
I cannot, I cannot tell you that, uh, the actual image of that. What are the main challenges in modular robotics for the future? Yes, uh, the making small modular robot is uh, actually the one big challenge. And also, uh, the, hmm. and also the making uh, huge numbers of modules is also a challenge. Right now, we, we and uh, other researchers only made uh, less than 100 modules, but we are seeking that uh, millions of modules working together. So how to make such huge number of modules is a challenge, I think. What do you see as the most promising areas of research in modular robotics for the next 20 years? I think that uh, uh, space application might be the good application area. And also uh, underwater. But uh, if we can make uh, small-scale, nanoscale modular robot, uh, medical application will be, there, there will be a medical application, I think. In all areas of robotics, where do you see the biggest potential? So where do you think the biggest advances will be made? Maybe a robot will be introduced in, in usual living, uh, usual home or something. Uh, or, but uh, maybe the first application, good application, maybe the medical uh, kind of uh, uh, surgery robot or something, or just uh, industrial kind of robot. In 20 years from now, in which fields will robotics have had the biggest impact? How will it change our lives? Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure because uh, uh, can you imagine that uh, when the uh, microcomputer appeared, we cannot imagine that uh, it, it, uh, in 20 years, it all all the people possess computer and uh, we, we can communicate with various people just by computers. So I cannot answer. Thanks, Haluiza, for being here with us on Talking Robots. Bye. This concludes this episode of Talking Robots with Haluiza Kulokawa on self-reconfigurable modular robots. Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. Talking Robots, the inside view on robotics. For more information on past and upcoming podcasts, visit our website at lis.epfl.ch.